It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of ice cold beer. So Deacon, I, um, Holla. there are days at work where I feel uh, quite intelligent, and there are days where all of a sudden I feel like an idiot. And yesterday was one of those days. Uh, it was yesterday a Monday. No, it was, it, was, it was a Wednesday. I don't know when this is coming out, but it, yesterday was a Wednesday. Okay. I always try to figure out, like, do you ever actually calculate how many days? Because there's 365 days in a year. Yeah. And how many of those days do you work? So if you take out the weekends, right, there's 52 weeks. So there's, you know, two days a week, 104 days. I work every fourth Saturday. Oh, and you work every fourth Saturday. Yeah, and I'm on call every fourth weekend. So And Tuesday nights. All right. So let's say you work an average of 280 days a year. Yeah. How many of those days do you feel stupid? Oh, for the entire day, rarely. For the entire day, rarely. But yesterday. Okay. I saw Wednesday. It Wednesday. It was a random Wednesday. Why would they put the D before the N in Wednesday? Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday? Wednesday? I don't know. That's something but, we should I mean, look up. The good thing is we both know how to spell it. Yes. So I had great patient cases. I was feeling on point. There's a nurse practitioner that we're training, and she's doing great. Yeah, bang, we're we're doing like little uh, mini lectures in between. Things are going yeah. well. I come home. I'm feeling. You great. get an antibiotic. You get an antibiotic. No, no. You no. get an antibiotic. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is, like rolling through it. That is not what a good day. So you know what? As a family doctor, the greatest day would be the day where you start as many medicines as you stop. Okay. We're all about so trying to decrease polypharmacy. Net, net, net zero would be the best. As a physician, it's so easy to add an antibody, to add a medicine. Yeah. The hard part is to take one away. So I'm going to give you my top five meds that uh, had nothing to do with this episode that should be taken away. Okay, go ahead. Proton pump inhibitors. Proton pump inhibitors. PPI. Like, yeah, yeah. Like so next CMR protonics or omeprazole. So often Because there's a lot of things that you can't take when you're on a proton pump inhibitor, right? Well, there are some things like Plavix that they can affect in certain ways by decreasing the efficacy. But the issue is we start them and we just continue them forever. Oh, I'm thinking of MAOIs because there's those commercials that say, if you're on MAOIs, you need to be careful, right? Yeah, nobody writes those anymore. Okay. Yeah, they have way too many interactions. Uh, Benzodiazepines. So like, uh, we want to try to decrease some of the lorazepam and alprazolam and clonazepam medicines that people have been taking forever. So the PAMs. We're getting rid of the pants. <laughs> no, but no, but one of my sorry, mom, mom, you're gone. Oh, your mom's gone. My mom's Pam. One of the favorite residents I worked with. Her name was Pam Pam. Oh, bye, Pam Pam. Oh, yeah, like Pam Pam's gone too. Yeah. Um, but no, and so some of the medications that people are on, we're trying to get rid of, uh, especially for the elderly. 
especially if they have dementia, we often add atypical antipsychotics. And this is on the list of, we're doing a lot of polypharmacy. So what I want is to start as many as I stop. But the reason I felt unintelligent this day okay. is because I'm on my way home. I'm not on call. I work a long few days, and then I'm coming home. And like, I got to see the kids. I know I'm going to have to put them to bed because if I've been gone for a few days, somebody else has been. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bed. My wife Most feels like she's a single parent, even though I'm, I've been at work. Just so you know, I wasn't at happy hour. I was at work. I was probably at happy hour. <laughs> but yes, I know that I should do all the things with the children that night. So I was coming home. I was excited. And yeah. I pulled my car. Into the garage, like into the garage, like I hit it. I went from feeling intelligent to, I just did a bunch of damage to my car and I missed like on the angle in. I wasn't texting. I wasn't playing on my phone. I was just pulling in and all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I just banged up the car. And the garage. And the garage. So you pulled, you didn't pull into the garage, you pulled into the garage. (laughs) I did, I did. I arrived home. Oh man, did you do you have one of those life three sixty things on your phone where your wife knows like Chris is home? Oh no, like, but you, no oh, tracking. I, before I even pulled in, I, I stopped the car and brought her out and showed her. I was like, I, I don't know what happened. I, um, but no tracking apps for you. Like <laughs> she doesn't know when you're home. No, I don't have a tracking app. Oh yeah, so we do. Tra- you have to have a tracking. Oh, yeah, app? we tracking you. Did we, Jesus tell your wife that you need a tracking app? Absolutely. He didn't have to tell her. He just like. And it was, it's like the first rule of the Bible, like wives submit to your husbands, right? And that's not a bad thing. People always take that and distort it. It means, and it says husbands also submit to your wives. We're submitting to each other as we submit to Christ. Anyway. I have submitted to the deacon. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a tracking app. You know, you know what the issue is? The term submit isn't good. The term submit, but when you think about it, if you understand it, it's not bad. But if we're, we're people who are prone to push against things or run into garages, and so we just decide that we don't like that word, right? We don't like that word. Yeah. And you know what the best part is? No one has any idea what the episode is about uh, yet. No, I actually worry the deacon going. doesn't know what the episode is about. And the what episode, I, I thought that we're talking about shingles. That made you feel stupid? No. So Running shingles, no, no. So stupid. shingles has made me feel super intelligent at times. Okay. And there's also been times, due to the shingles, where I felt not so intelligent and that I missed something. But you've never had the shingles. Yeah, I've had the shingles. You've had the shingles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's take it a step back. So the shingles is a reactivation of the latent varicella zoster virus. So basically, when you're young, uh, back in the day, you used to get chicken pox. Or now you get the varicella vaccine. Well, because the chicken pox vaccine came out in like 1995 or so. Is that right? Oh, we're of the age where we used to have chicken pox parties. Yeah. Right? That's like right. Somebody got it. And they somebody got it. And it's like everybody around. go in a room. You're all going to get it now. Yes. You and may then as well get it. And then my mother made me get chicken pox and then told me not to scratch. Yeah. I mean... That's going to happen. Thanks, Mom. Worst feeling. Ever. I'm six years old and you're telling me, I just gave you the chicken pox and you're telling me not to scratch. And there was no Mario Kart. Like, what did we do? There was no DVR. What did we do? I don't know. Barney wasn't even alive. I thank goodness. Oh, gosh. I never saw him. One Praise Jesus that I, my kids never got it. Amen. Yeah. We've been saved. So, you know what? Uh, the varicella virus, it gets in your nasal pharyngeal lymphoid tissue. To the airborne droplets. And I will tell you, 1.2 million Americans per year get shingles. 
Now, I know it's commonly associated with an older generation. I associate it with people who are older. Is that, is that a misnomer on my part? Is that true? Like, what's that, what's that look like? Oh, so you're all into ageism. Yeah. I want to live long enough to get shingles and need to get my cataracts out. I want to live long enough to, like, be in the notebook. <laughs> so, right, like, I want to live long enough to have the kind of dementia that my wife is going to have to read me the story. And I think in that story, she's going to be like, and then this one night, we were at this bar in Phoenixville, and across the bar was a guy with great hair. And he started talking to you, and... The next thing you know, you were sitting next to him. Ooh, that's me. Yeah. And it's like the story, like yeah. the, the doc is going to be in, love my, it. Oh. in my notebook story. Do you think that our love story at some point <laughs> could find its way onto the Hallmark Channel? That would be amazing. How about the fact that at the end of when we filmed our pilot, they was like, oh, do you think we could sell this to the uh, TBN Network? TBN. And I was like, no. no yes, we're not sending this I was to all about that. So 85-year-olds, if you live to 85, you have a 50% chance that you have had shingles. In okay. um, only 20% of the cases are of people between the ages of uh, 50 and 59. Only 20% of the cases of people between 50 and 59. So yes. most of the cases are post-59. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. This so is a whole, the older you are, yeah. your immune system wanes, yeah. and it increases the chances that this varicella, uh, varicella virus that is living in your dorsal ganglia comes out into your sensory nerves. So I was reading this story about a guy who was in his 50s in, in Toronto, mm. and he was a Muslim. Mm. Got Kawhi Leonard? No. <laughs> He's no longer in Toronto. No, that's true. He's in L.A. Um... So, so this guy was a Muslim. He got uh, the shingles. And while he was in the hospital, his temperature soared to over 107.9. Wow. Right? For days on end. For like From the two shingles? Days. From the shingles. Wow. For two days. He had blisters all over his face. In fact, the doctor said they could see the... Almost watch the blisters growing hmm. as it was happening. He said he could hear what they were saying. He didn't know exactly what was going on, but he could hear the doctors talk. They were preparing his business partner. This guy, it was a millionaire, had a very successful business, right? Because diseases don't know class. They don't know money. They, they, they don't know any of that stuff, right? They attack people regardless of that. Yeah. So this guy was a very wealthy person with the best health care. Still. No, he's in Canada. They just have one health care. Oh, that's true. They couldn't fight this, in, this, this infection, this disease. And he, they called his business partner in and were pretty much saying, hey, this is it. His temperature continues to rise. Even if he does survive, he's gonna, the right side of his body is not going to be of much use. He's going to have brain damage, all these things. So he said he went to sleep and, um, and he woke up in the middle of the night. He was startled awake. And there was a figure at the end of his bed. Hmm. And he said he, he didn't think he could speak aloud, but he, he remembered in his mind asking the figure what it was doing there. And the figure said, I have come to give you life so you can have life to the full. And he knew it was Jesus Christ standing at the foot of his bed. Wow, a Muslim. A Muslim. 
So it wasn't the men in black. No, it wasn't the men in black. The next day, are they from, Will Smith's from Toronto or something. I'm just kidding. He's from Philly. Um, so the next day, anyway, he woke up and, and his, his fever stopped and started to, to go down. Um, the doctors were amazed. They thought he was going to continue to get worse. All of a sudden, he hit a turning point. He stopped and came back. Two days later, the blisters on his face, the doctors said he was going to be scarred everywhere. The blisters just started to fall off. Mm. And he ended up being healed. He has some scars on his chest. He met his wife in this process. He, he, he does not have those same scars they thought he was going to have. And he changed from being, uh, he converted from, from Muslim to Christian. Wow. Because he felt like he was saved by Jesus in that moment. And now he has a ministry where he goes around the hospitals and, and meets people who are in despair and, and, and have sickness and talks to them about the hope that's offered through Jesus Christ. I love that. I love the stories of religion. I yeah. think stories are amazing. Now I think it's time for some real science and facts. Well, the, this guy, it was a fact. To him. It happened. He was sick. He had shingles. It's a beautiful story. He recovered. He had a beautiful mind. Yeah. <laughs> so shingles. Shingles is a um, rash. It is a rash that comes out. It's a, a papular rash where you get red bumps. What's papular mean? It means raised red bumps. Raised red bumps. Okay. Yeah, and it comes in a specific dermatome. So there are different sensory dermatomes. So along your spinal cord, and there are different sensory nerves. And shingles is going to come out, and it can be a rash, but it is unilateral. I hear people get it sometimes, this, this, this thing around their eye, around their brain, comes like down to their eye. There's like a line there. Uh, there can. So, there's, okay. so after you have this, these papules, then it becomes clusters of vesicles. Okay. But it will only be in one or two contiguous dermatomes, right? So you're never going to have an ambidextrous shingles. Okay. It does not cross the midline. Right. The problem with shingles is that um, obviously the rash is there. And then also the rash can be painful. So not only do you get a rash, but you get this term called neuritis. So it affects the sensory nerves and can be painful. It's oh, like, yeah, because it, it, it goes right out to the nerve endings. Yeah, so it's a burning, it's a tingling, it's a numbing. It can feel like the skin is on fire. And so it will My go... My skin is on fire! <laughs> My skin is on fire! That's exactly what happens, right? So it will go, say, from like the left side of your back around to your chest. And it's actually most common to happen in the thoracic... Okay. And lumbar regions. And I don't know why, like, I'm examining and pointing out on your body since we're on a podcast and nobody can see. Nobody can but see. But I'm definitely, like, showing along the areas. So from your back to your breast is a common area. We'll do from a video. Your, I don't do from I your have low breasts. Back, do, Are these called breasts? Yeah, we all have breasts. You don't have gynecomastia where you have, like, large breasts. Like, you don't have breasts I can make them enough that we have to... I can make them bounce. Watch this. <laughs> I'm doing it on a podcast, so they can't see it. But you saw them dance, right? I mean, I'm not Terry Crews. I think I'm watching a Deegan try to bounce. His, but I can make it dance. His, yes, your pectoralis and major muscles are still having their motor neurons work. So the tricky part is here. This is not, does not damage the motor neurons. Okay. This damages the sensory neurons. 
And so what happens is then there can be pain. And as you're pointing out, yes, it can happen on the face. Yeah. So I would point out it can happen in the groin. It doesn't normally, though, when I, as I was researching, getting ready for this, I found that what I found searching through Dr. Google. I know oh. that's a dirty term with you. Oh. But Dr. Google says it doesn't normally present itself in the lower region. Is that wrong? That is wrong. It is not the most common, but it absolutely can happen in the groin. I've had people come in and saying, hey, I'm worried that I have a sexually transmitted infection. I look and I go, only on the left side of your groin, uh, this is shingles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So shingles can absolutely happen in the groin. But it is actually the third worst place to happen. Uh, number one and number two are, are, are very specific ones. So when it happens to the ophthalmic nerve or herpes zoster ophthalmicus, which is the uh, fifth cranial nerve, it actually can almost get in your eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's up here, what I was yeah, saying. Yeah. yeah, and so the more likely it is to the eye, the closer it is to the eye, the more worried we are, it can actually cause problems with uh, sight. It actually, if it gets down to the tip of your nose, right to the tip of your nose, it's called the Hutchinson sign. Oh. And so that is called herpes zoster ophthalmicus. And usually herpes uh, zoster or shingles is actually pretty easy to treat, right? We put people on some medicine. They're going to get better. We put them on valcyclovir. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, and there it is. It will decrease the chances that you have chronic pain and we'll get the medicine started right away. But in those cases, I have to have, see, I have, to have patients see an op, uh, ophthalmologist. The other one is um, herpes zoster otic. So okay. if it gets into the ear. Oh. Also called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. Awful. Yeah. And I mean, it can lead to like facial paralysis. I've had an itch in my ear where I know. I've seen know. the wax in there. You know, I've taken a Q-tip. I'm a bad Q-tipper. Like, I am probably the worst kind of Q-tipper. I take it, I stick it in, I swirl it around, and I don't care. I scratch it, I itch it. I'm like, I'm doing this thing, okay? I know it's not right, and, and I know that I'm not on camera, and you can't see me do it, and so I lie to you. And that's fine. It doesn't make me a hypocrite. I just, but I can't imagine getting uh, shingles in my yeah. ear and having that itch in there. Well, I'll tell you, me and you don't get haircuts much, but right. some people get haircuts all the time. And yeah. if they get it around that area, one of the main focuses is like, uh, hey, when can I get my haircut again? A lot of people go weekly for haircuts. So I'm going to tell you. For real? Oh, yeah. yeah they go weekly, weekly haircut. for haircuts? Franchise. Franchise gets a, goes to his barber once a week. Are you serious? Yeah. Once yeah. a week? So he does, he does. And, wow. he, and, and he's Italian, and I live in an, an Italian, pra- I work in, in a practice where uh, the second most common language spoken is Italian. Everybody's got a vowel at the end of their name. And so uh, I, I try not to, I just treat people like uh, people. But yes, they all have a vowel at the end of their name. I mean, the and they're all, they all seem to be related. So you know what they said is, somebody came in the other day, and I go, oh, what's going on? And he goes, il fuoco to St. Anthony. I was like, what? Il fuoco de Saint Anthony. Il fuoco de Saint Anthony, which means in Italian, oh. Saint Anthony's fire. Oh, man. I was going to say Saint Elmo's fire. Did you ever see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite yeah. movies but of it, all time. It was, uh, it, it was fantastic because they kept saying this, and I had no idea what it was until I could go that uh, Il fuoco de Saint Anthony 
is uh, is the shingles for uh, really? for patients. Yeah. So I uh, I did get the shingles. Was it pretty obvious that they had the shingles because they were over seventy, and they were saying if welcome to say that. Well, shingles is such an easy visit that takes forever. I walk in, I go, oh, you got the shingles, and I want to go. Here's your medicine. I can walk out, but there's a thousand questions, which are all very good questions. Yeah. But it's one of those where, like, you walk in, like, think I, and you're like, oh, I know the answer. I know the treatment. Can I go to the next room? And then, like, 40 minutes later, I'm getting to the next room. So I was this like, is why it makes you feel when you talked earlier about oh, it. Oh, it, like, it, it takes yeah. me longer to get through a visit of somebody with shingles than it will us to get through a podcast about shingles. So you had shingles? Yeah. You know, my wife had shingles. So mine... You, you didn't give her shingles, did you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because shingles are very contagious. Well, you really have to touch... Unless you have viremia, right? So you have fevers and chills and your level of the virus is so high that you can, um, that you can pass the virus. Usually it's With actually... With your brain? Can, you can't pass the virus no, no, like, no, 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 by no. looking but, at someone. No, no, but it can be passed by respiratory droplets, which is very rare because you have to have actually an elevated level of viremia. And shingles is a reactivation of a virus you've been treated for before, so that's unlikely. You would really have to touch the vesicles. Like when you get the RAS initially, you get these uh, vesicles in, that are in clusters that are in one contiguous dermatome. And you would actually have to touch those and then to transfer to get the virus. So Around one contiguous dermatome means it's on one side of my skin? Yep. Okay. In the and, same and area. you could have it in two dermatomes next yeah, to yeah, each yeah, other, yeah, yeah. but you're not going to have it here and like on the other side or like in a... I'm just trying to keep have it on real your face for the people groin. out there. Yes, I'm sorry. I contiguous the term, dermatome. Contiguous. And so, actually, with a... <laughs> I was an intern. Holla! I was an intern, and when you were an intern, there was a rule that you could only work 30 hours in a row. So I would get in at 6 a.m., and by noon the next day... You could only work 30... 30- that should be yes. like a rule for life. It's you, been changed since. You so, could work thirty. You could you because you said only. You yes, could only but work then, thirty hours. But then in a row. I had to stay for lecture. Okay. So lecture was at noon on purpose. Oh my gosh! And they used to go after like the intern who'd been up all night and try to ask me questions. I remember at one point, this guy goes, uh, "I'm I'm presenting a morning. Uh, so you work all night and you have to present a case the next morning. So not yeah. only are you working all night, but then you have to do a presentation the next morning. Yeah. And this guy who at the time I felt like he knew everything. Um, so I feel bad for the students working with me now. Because what are your thoughts for uh, on uh, monoclonal gammopathy of undetermined significance? And I was like, I'm against it. <laughs> like, he wanted like a full answer. And I was like, bro, I've been up for 24 hours. I have six more hours. <laughs> like if, during the lecture after you've been working for 30 hours, Give me a break. I'm here. Right. If I'm sleeping in my chair, people are like, do you ever have problems sleeping? And I was like, uh, I was an intern. No, but one year I was an intern. And midway through the year, I realized I had a rash in my leg. And it was actually on my, like, uh, on my leg. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have shingles. But I couldn't go anywhere. I mean, I'm sure I had insurance, but I was so focused on doing work. I didn't even take the medicine. I didn't get treated. I just kept pushing through. I was young, so I knew that the chances that I would have any lingering pain. Yeah. Would be low. So let's talk about why did shingles make me feel intelligent and why do shingles make me feel like an idiot? Great question. So I will tell you the reason it made me feel intelligent is there's a few times where before the rash comes, you'll get the sensation, tingling, burning in a specific dermatome. So you identified it early. Before there was a rash. Yeah. 
And so there are times Genius. where I know people ding, have been ding, evaluated ding. for like appendicitis. Yeah. Or gallbladder or heart attack. And just hearing the description of the symptoms made me go, I think you're developing shingles. And I will tell you, a few times the patients were like, I don't know about this uh, doc guy. And then I started doing medicine, and like a day or two later, the rash came out, but not as severe. And they called me, and they definitely think I'm I've had the same thing happen. I've been talking to people, and I'm like, you're about to commit a sin. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know about this deacon guy. But we were in Vegas. What did you want me to do? <laughs> right? Um, there was another time okay. where a patient came in and had shingles along the most common dermatome from the back to the chest wall. Yeah. And was in severe pain. And I saw the patient and was writhing in pain. I was like, well, you have the shingles. And it wasn't one of those people that goes, I have a high pain tolerance. But I was, uh, I, I examined the person. I had no idea what was going on. I disrobed. I examined. I was like, oh, you have shingles. But what it made me do was it made me go, it, 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 I finished there. I finished there. I was like, oh, that's the answer. I know the answer. But this person was in more pain then the proportion should be for to the underlying illness. Sure. And I just thought maybe this person is being more dramatic. It has a low But what it also can tolerance. mean is that shingles is more likely to come out when someone's immunosuppressed. Yeah. And there was um, actually a significant pneumonia mm. on that side underneath that I had missed. Because, because when the looked- autoimmune system is compromised is when shingles can really come out or when someone's stressed, I was, uh, I, I learned earlier. In fact, when they were talking about the guy who was cured, the Muslim, they said he must have AIDS because it had overtaken him so badly mm. that his autoimmune system had, they felt like it had to be so compromised by something else for it to have gotten this way. So that's interesting that you would say that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're 100% right. Actually, people that have had organ transplants actually take uh, often Valtrex once daily forever yeah, to, to prevent, to prevent it. it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so if you ever need a kidney, I would take Valtrex for you every day. Oh, I appreciate that. To I give you that. one of my kidneys. You know what? I bet your kidneys would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen your urine samples. I'm pretty No good. protein, no blood, no leukocytes, no nitrites. <laughs> Right? Like, I know you're different like, than regular buddies That's do. Right. right? I was like, oh, he has no bilinogen in his urine. That's he, great. He's like, I put, a, I put a check mark next to him if I need a kidney. <laughs> check the digging. I will tell you. So, um, I have uh, the celebrity edition of the Shingles episode. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. So, I'm going to name three celebrities. Okay. And I want you to rank them from favorite to least favorite. Based on Shingles. Well, they've all had shingles. So oh. shingles affect so many people. All right. So I'm going to name three celebrities. Okay. I've got a few shingles games that are celebrities games. Okay. So your favorite celebrity yep. to your least favorite celebrity. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, number one, there's going to be three in this first category. Okay. Richard Nixon. Okay. Uh, number two, Billy Idol. Yep. And number three, Roseanne Barr. All celebrities. Billy Dick Roseanne. Billy Idol, yep, Love Richard Billy Nixon, Idol. and Roseanne is kind of a mean person, so she comes in third. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the right answer. I don't know that there's a right answer, but I, I think that's probably the right answer. Uh, Billy Idol, definitely the best of those three. That's right. So, who is your 
all-time favorite late-night host? My all-time favorite? Yeah. Oh, definitely David Letterman. Guess what? What? He had shingles. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Jay Leno should have gotten shingles, but David Letterman is the one who actually if got Jay shingles. If Jay Leno got shingles, it would probably be on his chin. <laughs> take that out, Tucker. Take that out. I'm so sorry. That was so mean. That was mean, but that's kind of funny. Do a prayer for Jay Leno, and then okay. we can move on and leave it on. All right, Jay. I pray that your chin shrinks. <laughs> So we're moving to the next game. I'm going to name, actually, a celebrity who, okay. uh, who has since passed, rest in peace, a celebrity, who actually played a doctor uh-huh. many different times or a psychologist. And I'm going to give some of the names of the character he played. Okay. He also struggled with shingles and had pretty significant pain for it. So uh, first, he played a psychologist named Sean McGuire. Uh, okay. That he sounds also, like uh, Good Will Hunting. Yes, he then also played uh, Dr. Malcolm uh, Sayer from The Awakenings, which was actually oh, written by yeah, I remember a, that. A, a, yep. a famous physician named Dr. Oliver Sacks, who's when wrote he some was, beautiful he books. Was, he was working with, with the elderly who had dementia. They actually had encephalitis, yeah. and they were basically catatonic, and they were trying yeah. some new medicines that worked dopaminergic type stuff. Yeah. It was actually a book. Uh, it was better than Cocoon. <laughs> it was. It was, it was. it was a great movie. And he also, then a third time, played a physician as a doctor. Well, I guess he was a medical student at the time, Doctor Patch, Patch Adams. Adams. Yeah. yeah, he is uh, my favorite all-time actor. Is he really all-time? Yeah, because Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> so let's give a shout out to Robin he Williams. He was, uh, dude. He was. He was the bit. He was the best. Yeah, and for me as a physician, Mrs. Doubtfire, from Mrs. Doubtfire to Dead Poet Society, um, you know he he was in so many things and he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I've seen uh, both the Jumanjis and he definitely uh, killed in the first <laughs> one. <laughs> but I want to I want to give yeah. a, a rest in peace to uh, Robin Williams, yeah, who yeah, played a physician or a psychologist so many times and did an amazing job each time. And obviously, he was uh, tortured in certain ways in life. But uh, we love you, Robin Williams. So, there's a new shingles vaccine. It's here. Get the vaccine. It's called Shingrix. If you can find it, it needs two doses separated by three to six months. No real big side effects, but it will make your arm red. It will make you sore. Because if you get shingles, it'll burn. You could get post-traumatic neuralgia. It can make your skin burn. It can make you miserable. Post-traumatic neuralgia is when your skin burns afterwards. And over 30 people, over 80, that get shingles, then have some pain afterwards with Mm. numbness, tingling, burning. And then it's like the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. No, no, no. It sounds like like you're like, 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 my skin, my skin, my skin is on fire. we don't need no shingles like the epidermis burn. Burn, epidermis, burn. You better get that shingles, right? Because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, my skin, my, my skin, skin, my skin is on fire. We don't need no shingles like that epidermis burn. Burn, epidermis, burn. Two things you can count on. The doc is in and the deacon speaks. Listen, if, if you really do have shingles, go see your doctor. Yeah, and get the shingles vaccine. Get the vaccine. It's easy. Ryan, stop it with this whole vaccine. If you can find it. You know what you can find? find? Jesus. 
And you know what it's you can also find is Doc and the Deacon. We are on Apple Podcasts. Oh, you can find us there. Yeah, we are also on Stitcher Podcasts. We are on FM Player. We are basically all over. You can find us on Twitter. Yeah, at Doc Deacon. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram, Doc and the Deacon. We have a website. You can find us there, docandthedeacon.com. You know what? Uh, we need to get some more blogs out there by the wives. I enjoyed their first ep- uh, attempts. Yeah, they were pretty good. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us anywhere, even if you can't find Shane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can find me. I'm on the internet. I have an office. I mean, I don't know that I have any appointments at this point because we've gotten pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you so much. To Tucker Butler for producing this. Thanks to Franchise for our music. Thank you to our lovely wives for your blogs and for your support so that we can sit here and act like fools. And for looking beautiful and taking care of our families. Holla. Holla. And uh, to my wife, I love you. Don't get shingles. Uh, To my wife, you've already had shingles. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Love you. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market it brandness that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gon' be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.